Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Number one, you'll get our weekly quick hitters. Number two, you'll get feature conversations that are too hot for our regular show. And number three, we cannot leave out number three. Why, Jesus, we'll bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Captain P-Funk finally afford that Merlot broham he's been wanting ever since he saw it in The Great White Hype. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to High School 510, where real talk is our vernacular. Shout out to PJ Tucker, who's really, no. who, who, who really worked for it, because many, many people would just be like, all right, just it wouldn't have been good enough to like try to come back and play the league again. Yeah, but I'm just saying. No, I um, give it. To, no, I, 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 I'm hating on PJ Tucker, and I'm who riding him, right? But at the same time, I respect what PJ Tucker has done to stay in the league and maintain his position. I also understand that he went to a place that was going to use him in a way that was going to maximize his ability, but also it was going to sell him false hope. Yeah. He's like, I ain't get paid enough. Like, bro, do you know what you're able to do? Like, just because you're willing to do that, don't mean you was good at it. (laughs) That's like, you know what? BJ Tucker's that house slave that, like, (laughs) like, you know what? It's that house slave that, like, that's willing to do everything, like Steven in Django, right? He's willing to do everything the master say. So then all of a sudden, but but unlike Steven, all of a sudden, PJ Tucker, like, you know what? Can I get a room in the big house? I mean, it could be in the bottom or the back of the big house. Can I get a room? It's like, no, dude, no. <laughs> the reason we have you here is because you're willing to do everything without question. Um, I am tired, guys. It's it's been a long one for me, guys. I, I rode like 25, 30 miles yesterday on a bike. That was. What'd you do that for? What's the purpose of riding that far on a bike, Jared? Oh man, it's just being outside. It's a beautiful day, man. We had nasty this, this weather my... on Friday, and it was just like I was outside. It wait, was like wait, seventy you, degrees. Hold on, hold on. I just clear for, sky. For, for all of our all of our listeners that don't live in the Bay Area, it drizzled for twenty minutes on Friday. Exactly. That was not nasty at all. Uh, <laughs> it was nasty on, because I didn't wash the crap off my sidewalk. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was more than 20 minutes. It like for the whole evening, there was like random like little showers. That, was not rain. that wasn't like crazy rain, but it's also windy. And it was just kind of like nasty, kind of like gray, dark skies. It was it like was it was fall weather. It was enough rain to clean the ginkgo biloba nut sacks off the sidewalk enough for it not to smell like shit and vomit. So that I count that as rain. It is Thanksgiving. It's just, this is gonna be our Thanksgiving episode, y'all. So uh, oh. I don't know if y'all celebrate Thanksgiving. Shout out to Chris. Columbus and <laughs> and um, wait, hold on. Is Christmas Columbus Thanksgiving or is that the Pilgrims? It's the Pilgrims, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm he, was <laughs> he was he was he was a sailor, a, a naval person. He's basically a pirate, he's like he's a mercenary <laughs> that was willing to go to he new was places. a licensed pirate. He was a licensed pirate. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny how the difference between being a pirate and being one of the 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 missionaries and people who discovered 
are really the same. One's just licensed and one isn't. It's like, you know, it's like if I'm sure if I go to Iowa cornfields, there's some people who like crop dust their crops who don't have a pilot's license, right? Yeah. So you might call them a name. It's like, we colonizing you with, with, with why Jesus? Yeah, heard, I heard something about something with the Catholic Church. Two popes knew, knew if they basically uh, Rick Pitino themselves. Yeah. Rick Pitino. Um, oh, Paterno? Uh, Paterno. Paterno, the investigation is going on. But basically, two popes had heard about this one cardinal and abuses that happened in the 70s during their terms and didn't do anything about it. And uh, it's starting to come to a head, it sounds like. So keep an eye out on that. You might see some statues taken down at the Vatican. But anyways. All right, Albert, I need a letter. A letter. Oh, uh, was letter B? Ooh. All right. Did we do B recently? I feel like I did it recently, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Okay. I'm gonna start writing down. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Jared. Sesame Street's been on for 50 seasons. They're sworn in letter in the alphabet. <laughs> they figured it out. Oh, I should do a theme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Do the letter of the day for 35 years. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bagels, blankets, bubbles, Baba Yegas. Joe, yes, you did be. I remember now because you said that. Yeah, the Baba Yega. Yes. Hey, y'all, check out John Wick trilogy. Boosie badass. That little Boosie B got. We'll talk about that a little bit later, Albert. You heard about that? Nah, little Boosie B. Little Boosie got shot yesterday. Oh, yeah, in the he leg, shot, right? He got shot in the leg. Dude, yeah. dude. Uh, Benny the Butcher got shot in the leg in, in Texas, too. Yeah, Mo 3, I don't know who Mo 3 is. Hold up, that Dallas Dentist got shot, too. He does all the yeah. grills for the hip-hop artists out there. They they don't, somebody, they somebody him. got mad. They, somebody's mad about some dealings. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I know. I think, I think. I don't even want to talk about it. They got the, they even got the dentist now, bro? I ain't playing with them. I ain't <laughs> saying nothing. some, uh. It has some maga tinge to it. I think they got some, got some, got some, uh, some, some actors to act on behalf of maga. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five One Zero podcast. You can catch us at High Score Five One Zero on the Instagram, the YouTube, and eventually at some point, the Twitter. Whenever we not banned no more, um, you can also catch us at patreon.com backslash highscore510 check out our patreon page you can get all our exclusive content our feature conversations um next thing to be posted up will be our full conversation with professor cleveland professor stephen cleveland of cal state east bay who was on with us last week and uh yeah the full interview and the full conversation which is about an hour long will be up on our patreon and we are here with this is aaron grayson the third also known as ag3 uh, coming at you faster than someone from the Bay Area telling you they rolled 20 miles yesterday. Before we begin the double jeopardy round, I'd like to ask our contestants once again, please refrain from using ethnic slurs. <laughs> that said, let's take a look at the scores. Sean Connery has set a new jeopardy record with negative $230,000. <laughs> You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? What with your dago mustache and your greasy hair? Look, what did I just say about ethnic slurs? I was gonna say, do you realize we lost Alice Trebek and Sean Connery, who both are in that bit, uh, making fun of in that bit, in like span of 36 hours? Now he's stuck with Steve Harvey hosting game shows, getting all the answers wrong. <laughs> Can't read a damn cue card. And we are here with. 
Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo. You know, I'm just trying to come at you like a like a house, <laughs> like a U.S. House candidate uh, talking about CrossFit. Back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with fourteen dollars. Hey, hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Great. Let's take a look at the final board. And the categories are potent potables, sharp things, movies that start with the word Jaws, a petite déjeuner, that category is about French phrases, so let's just skip it. Hey, uh, I speak a little French. You're an ass bite. Pardon my French. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. And we are here with... Uh, your boy Slim from the Slim Task Podcast, from the uh, V101 on-air personality from uh, your mama's house. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, me. What's up? Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. <laughs> okay, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I hate my job. The answer was mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that ting ting. The D is silent, so it's just chart. Let's just go to animal sounds for 600. This is the sound a doggy makes. Mr. Connery. Mool. No. Well, that's the sound your mother made last night. <laughs> Okay, that's not necessary. Ah. Burt Reynolds. Who is, um, Scooby-Doo? No. Yeah. That was a funny dog, Scooby-Doo. He drove around a van and, uh, solved mysteries. That is incorrect. No, that's correct. <laughs> I remember, you had a pal, Scrappy-Doo. No! Good Lord! We would have accepted Bow Wow or Ruff. Oh, rough, just the way your mother likes it, Trevor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, I was walking through a bunch of those last night, trying to figure out which ones I wanted to use. It's too much good Sound stuff. Like on that's there. why you tired. You trying to say it's for all these miles on the bike? It's because you've been up all night watching YouTube videos. And uh, you know, it's also another thing. Miles and milligrams. That'll do it to you. Miles and milligrams. I had some edibles too. I'm so do you, do you do you get high before the ride or after the ride? Uh, it's usually like before, during, and after. So it was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. Vallejo was beautiful yesterday. Y'all should check it out. Go to Vallejo. I know somebody who will show you around and talk your ear off. Shout out to Dave Bella sponsorship. Um, Wait, hold up. You, you rode your bike from Oakland to Vallejo? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, hell no. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, Albert, man, it's been a while since you've been on the show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how, how have My things bad. been in your world since the last time we seen you? Uh, well, you know, uh, just quarantining, man. You know, not going out, trying to stay safe, keep the family safe. Washing hands, wearing masks, mm -hmm. staying away from white people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful white people. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I, you got you got another addition to the family now because I think it was about a year ago last time you were on. It probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a son now who's a year. Yep. Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Crumb snatcher running around just deboing me for food. Brandon is about to be a father to two soon coming up. Uh, when, oh. when, when, when is Nicole due, Brandon? Uh, uh, Mid January. Mid January. So ho- hopefully they stay in there till then. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, we need more time. Hold up. Um, Congrats. Yeah, man. So thank you. So yeah, man. Tell us about this uh, this new project you're working on. You, you number one. Remind us. Tell everyone um, your your main you know job. You know your, your money and macking job. My and money then, and and job. And then tell I mean, us about bro? this other project that you know that we just learned about, and we love to hear a little more about this uh, this uh, podcast that you're working on. Yeah, man. So I got you know I got a lot of projects. Uh, you know, I do music as well. I rap uh, on air personality V101 Sacramento Throwback Station. You know, holler at your boy midnight six a.m. I'm on the late nights, but you can still holler at me. Also got the uh, podcast I just launched with my homie uh, Alex Tasker. It's a mm-hmm. uh, current event podcast, so we just talk about. Current events with a comedic twist, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the, the podcast pod- again? The Slim and Task Podcast. Slim and Task Podcast. And, and you guys are on every platform pretty much? Every platform. Anyone. We haven't okay. been banned yet. Like, y'all, aren't y'all get banned? <laughs> See, no. He said, all right, here's the thing. Why oh, you got thought the salt in the wolf like that, Albert? <laughs> here's the thing. We didn't get banned. Everybody says, banned. we Don't get worry. banned. <laughs> <laughs> we get banned. None of my tweets have been taken down. <laughs> Zero percent of my tweets are down. Uh, I take full responsibility, though. You know, I take. Full, I, you know, we got a, a hot water the first time on Twitter. One of the first times was on one. Of, I, I responded on one of Albert's tweets uh, when I was talking about um, your boy Drake. Drake and uh, yeah, somebody reported me for you know calling him high yellow. So I'm sorry. You know, what are you serious? <laughs> I yeah, said, love Drake, man. Some people love Drake. Oh, well, see, Albert, I figured out why. Because what was the second time, Jared? Tell me the second time. Well, so the first time was was Albert's tweet, and I said he looked like a high yellow uh, Eddie Munster because uh, he looked like it. And then the second time, I called Shaq a Negro, and um, there, it was like a live tweet tweet roast on like Bleach Report, so you could tweet in and roast Shaq because he had a crazy haircut, and I said his hairline looked like the tectonic plates. But I said, this Negro's hairline looked like, and then somebody reported us, and we got banned for another week. Uh, Albert, this is the problem. <laughs> See, Jared doesn't understand that there's, there's a thing called audiences, right? See, I, 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 I blame the Bay Area on this, Brandon. I'm sorry, I don't want to throw you in this, Brandon, but I blame the Bay Area because it's such a closed circle that you, know, you can get away with saying things in any circle out here that you can't in other groups in other places, right? So while Jared is trying to, you know, in the Bay Area, Jared can be part of this woke society, progressive left, right, and still use the N-word. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. The problem is Twitter goes beyond Jared's social bubble, right? So he thinks it's okay to call someone a Negro or like this last one to put up the name of the game, Negro, the other N-word, and Necromancer. And then next thing you know, it was a black woman from Canada that feels offended, right? And it's like, Jared, man, of course she's gonna feel a favor. Well, you, you, know so great you said that you said she don't even count though. She only counted black person, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, while I'm talking in this circle, I could go to the White House saying some shit like that. Cause I'll be scared. Hey, hey, that black Canadian girl don't count, Kamala. So you know what? You better be on your toes. You know, I'll be like doing some shit like that, right? 
Like I'm, I'm quick to take motherfuckers black far away, right? Yeah, I can say that in this circle, but Twitter isn't this circle, Jared, right? So when you call Shaq a Negro, it's on uh, barstool sports that started in Boston. You gonna get some progressive white racists out there that's like, nah, he can't use that word. I got in trouble for using that word in seventh grade. He can't use it. Right? <laughs> I like how you said some progressive Boston racist. <laughs> they all racist in Boston. If it wasn't for Boston racism, we wouldn't have gotten new edition. If it wasn't for Boston racism, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have learned about the great feats of uh, that beautiful black man, uh, Red Auerbach, <laughs> on Black History Month. Yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Black History Month spotlight, Red Auerbach. <laughs> they spotlighted Red Auerbach. That's, it's a progressive racism. It's a leftist progressive racism. It ain't a normal racism, which makes it my, worse. But you can at least laugh at it, which is good. <laughs> Anyway, for that, new edition wouldn't have grown up in them projects in Boston. We wouldn't have had new edition. Yeah. Bobby well, uh, wouldn't have met Whitney. <laughs> Back to Albert's podcast. <laughs> um, Sorry, we hijacked your, your intro to your podcast. Bro. It's all good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, what, what what inspired you to start this uh, this podcast, though? What, what, what was it that finally made you say, I'm just going to do this, let's do this with, uh, with well, your co-host? Man, I see so many with po- people with podcasts, mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, might as well, I got a lot of stuff I want to say mm-hmm. that's outside of, you know, outside of music mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, on my radio show, I could I do my interviews with other artists and, and uh, you know, people in the community and, sh- and stuff like that. And, you know, I could kind of get my voice out there, <laughs> but this is one where it's just, you know, it's just me and the homie, Alex too, but it's just us. And we just get to say what we gotta say. Nobody chiming in and disagreeing, man. I like being able to say what you have to say and nobody being like, hey, but actually, uh, I disagree with that. But like, no, this is this is my platform. I say it, I wanna say it. I feel you. Y'all kind of inspired me too, except ours ain't three hours long. We ain't, we're not a mixture of Joe <laughs> Buttons and Joe Rogan. How long yours last? Tell me how long it lasts, Albert. That's what that's what inspires we, me right there. Man, you just inspired me and Brandon right we there. Do, we don't do all the, like, since ours is current events, it's easier to do 45 minutes, right? Because we're just talking about mm-hmm. basically politics mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like just current events. Y'all wide range everything. Y'all do current events, music, entertainment, random shit, <laughs> you know, music waves getting hit to your ear. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, hey, we we are a technology. Aaron is our techie guy here, and 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 so uh, he gets the forty-four year olds a techie. Guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's how backwards we are. Every <laughs> single state shop. of affairs. He gonna let you know every new Apple product that coming out. He might not know how to use it, but you gonna find out from Aaron because he's take- on it. He's our tech advisor. Like the oldest person, the techie person. He's like, <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, he's like our 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 our, our cell phone slash uh, gaming system techie guy. He knows about all the stuff coming out way before I do. He's one like, hey man, you hear about that? I'm like, oh, that sounds tight. I never. He he basically updates me whenever there's a new game or a new console coming out. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we are a little backwards. <laughs> You just name a bunch of kid shit, Jerry. You have to like get some real stuff, man. Like you naming all the kids stuff. I did go to GameStop yesterday and get the uh, old school Nintendo Game and Watch Uh-oh. right here. So, so yeah, I mean, video games, yeah, but not no technology. I wouldn't put you make it sound off. We just go cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aaron's our technology guy. Really, he just sit at home in his underwear playing video games during COVID. <laughs> Thank you.
and news this week. Via London AP, Novetto Systems, an Israeli company, debuted a desktop device which uses sound beaming technology to give surround sound or three-dimensional sound without the use of headphones. This uh, desktop device uses the new technology to project the sound at your ears because it scans for your ears and head movements. So it sends the music directly in and around your head so that you can listen to something without headphones or without disrupting the neighbors around you. What do y'all think about that? I have the same opinion about this as when uh, they opened up the new Bay Bridge Span. I'm gonna let a few people test that out before I before I try it. I think there'll be several <laughs> popular drums. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get the third generation. That's what yeah. I'm gonna do. <laughs> and is that one of those things you think really gonna be out? I mean, think about how many things aren't around that that we heard so much about, and they put a lot of money and resources into, such as Google Glass. Yeah, uh, things. Like I remember Google thing. Glass uh, when they had they were trying to demo it at the Academy of Sciences and make it seem like it was about yeah. to be super tight. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this thing is <laughs> Yeah, we was, we was like, I was like, I'm paying for these overpriced drinks and this stupid demo. This ain't that tight. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like yeah. I, I went to KB Toys and had a better uh, goggle system than this. I was like, man, I don't need that. You might have to pick up the old viewer that you have to snap down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this I, know, I, I, put that, I put this in the ranks of Google Glass. Like, you know, we had the iPhone, which we never heard about, and it all of a sudden hit us with it. Mm-hmm. And being able to all the technology being online, this and that, and create, you know, bringing out the smartphone, and then you got this Google Glasses. It's like whenever they have to talk about it, it's usually not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am. A, they, they say that they're planning to release the first um, edition in 2021, December or a year from now, basically. I, I, I don't like. What's the need for it? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that way you don't have to put things in your ears or cover your ears. That why? No, nah, I, mean, I don't want anything being into my ear. That doesn't even sound. They're using sounds... ultrasonic waves to beam it from the device to your head. It follows nah, your ears. That would be dope <laughs> if you could do that for cars that play the music way too loud after two a.m. It'd be amazing <laughs> yeah. if you live in an apartment building. You could tame that sound just to your apartment. That'd be amazing. And we ain't got hey, that actually pretty be dope for some house parties too. Neighbors oh, don't know nothing that's going on. You just have a hundred of those beaming things playing the same music. Sound like that's a house party that's gonna have a great class action civil lawsuit on brain da- damage and cancer. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone got cancer, and everyone, yeah. everyone went deaf or started getting bloody noses. Hey man, Bluetooth, Bluetooth ain't been out that long to do a real study on it yet, man. We, oh, no, we, no, we might already have it. You talk about Bluetooth cell phones, Negro. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried because I feel like they're like, this is like conspiracy brother, like to the 10th degree, like they can beam sounds directly to your head. I guarantee you they've used this technology or they're studying this technology as like a, a form of weaponry. This is for sure going to be uh, bought by the military very soon. If they ain't already got it. They probably mm-hmm. already have it just let other people use right. it. It's really just like, it's all that stuff before everybody. Yeah. Right. It probably was developed by for the military, and they're like, we could turn this into a moneymaker on the market. Conspiracy, <laughs> brother. Just be careful with this because you smoke too much, it's gonna have you all paranoid and shit. It takes a while to build up a tolerance like my what did you hear that? Shh, shh. Hey y'all, you hear something? Shh, quiet. Shh. 
there it goes again. <laughs> Stop all those Black Lives Matter protests in a second. You just give everybody <laughs> no more tear gas. Just everybody's head hurts. You guys gonna buy it uh, when it comes out next year? Nope. Nah. You act like the shit gonna be cheap. Aaron will buy it if, if Apple buys it and, and puts it puts an Apple sticker on. If they put a Steve Jobs turtleneck on, <laughs> I like, I like Aaron will buy it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people were shocked. So my sister sent me. I'm gonna go against that. My sister sent me a thing. It was like, Aaron, join this class action law. You know, you get money back for like a certain phone that they had that kept that kept the one that kept slowing down or something mm-hmm. when your battery was low or something. And she's like, sign up for it. And I look it up and I'm like, I didn't. I never owned none of those phones. Right? It was like three phones in a row. Mm. And she was like, you sure? And everybody kept hitting me up. You sure you didn't own it? Dude, I, I know I got a lot of Apple products, but I don't buy them all, right? I was like, you think I've only had four phones. I had the original iPhone when it first came out, and I had that for years. I didn't get another iPhone to iPhone 4. I went from four to something. I don't know what number, but I never had a six, seven, eight, nine, none of those. Mm. And so... I just want to let the people know that while I do like Apple products, I don't buy all Apple products. Someone hit me up one day and said, hey, Aaron, can I get your uh, Apple Watch? Yeah, can I buy it off of you? And I'm like, I just got it like a few months ago. And they're like, well, the, a new one's coming out. Like, I'm not one of those people that stand in line at Apple. I might stand in line for a PlayStation. I ain't stand in line for no Apple. The problem is they know they can make more money by adding more new stuff to new phones. Like either they change the size or all of a sudden the camera's super dope. Now they got like doubly technology and cameras. I'm like on phone. I'm like, that's amazing. Too bad I'm not a film producer. <laughs> what the hell I'm gonna do with this? Oh, I'm gonna take my mom opening a birthday gift? Yeah. Doubly? Like, my mom be mad. They be like, man, why you show all these cracks in my face in this picture? I can't can help you mom. Give, can, you, can you give Aaron a magic moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dolby. You kept saying Dolby. <laughs> I told you I'm not a film producer. How am I supposed to know who it's You act like that's a word I use every day in my vernacular. Like, oh man, I just mentioned Dolby like six times the last <laughs> yesterday. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> this I didn't even catch that one, Aaron. I just, I just, I was saying Doble too. I was like Doble. <laughs> Albert, you gonna get it? You gonna get it for the family so y'all can all watch those separate movies on separate tablets without having to have have headphones in. That's what headphones are. I don't know why. What's wrong with headphones? Hey, I'm a big fan of headphones, Albert. Trust me, this. If if Radio Raheem had headphones, won't wouldn't he still be alive today? That's true. <laughs> I say That's that all true. the time. Every time Jared walks around with that stupid family pack and speaker, I said, Jared, there's a reason they created headphones. If Radio Raheem had headphones, he'd still be alive. Mookie would still have a job because he wouldn't have thrown no trash can through a window. <laughs> you ever think about that? What happened to movie characters if, if the movie was real life and they had to still exist now in time? Mookie would probably still be playing Mosey, Rosie Perez. He'd finally be happy because the child is finally 18, so he ain't got to pay child support. Because he knowing his his shit was getting garnished because he lost his job the minute he threw that trash can through <laughs> Sal's window. And Radio Raheem would still be alive. He'll be he'll be Jerry. He'll be walking around with the fanny pack and the JBL speaker. He'd be like, man, this Bluetooth is off the hook. Uh, what? <laughs> Mookie would still be reversing like, Perez. Spotify, I can make my own mixtape on a playlist. <laughs> this thing don't even it's in the cloud. I will say the headphones need to do better about uh, music sharing. You should be able to broadcast your music to several headphones at the same time. 
You can do it. You can do it. You got to move up to your Apple products, right? That's what I'm saying. You you can do that with Apple, dude. Shout out to JBL sponsorship. Uh, You can link these bad boys together and have it playing. Have your song playing for multiple of them. But you talk about JBL, JBL. I'm talking about just Bluetooth devices. You got to pay. So that's what I'm saying. This this sound beam and technology, they're going to have the upscale where they can be like, I want you to beam this song to like eight different people in this room with me. And we're just going to beam it. So it's not like super loud in this room, but we're all going to be hearing the same thing or watching the same video and being able to hear it without it being on some bad big speaker. That's just tight. But if you want to get the, 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 the economy version, they can only beam it to one head at a time versus multiple. Hey, can you still hear people? Yeah, so 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 the immersion of it is that it's supposed to make it to where like where you have headphones in. A lot of times you gotta pull your headphones out or turn them off because you can't hear people. This is supposed to be like it's surround sound, so it's in your head, but you can also still interact with people and people can won't hear it, but you can still hear them potentially. So you can be like, hey, what's going on, y'all? Nah, we good up in here. What you doing? I'm still <laughs> unsure. Yeah, music up in here, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like exactly. if I want it to be like bumping in my ears though, where I don't want to be here able to hear nobody. How are they not still gonna be able to hear that? But I think, but I think a big thing about having headphones is people know they can't talk to you, so you just put the headphones on. Yeah. Otherwise, if I don't have headphones on, people will just think that's an invitation to come talk to me mm-hmm. on <laughs> on the train or yeah. walking down the street or at the gym. Yeah, I feel like it's, I, feel, I feel like it's a good it's a good you know indicator of my interest in being in a conversation. Yeah. One thing I did see is that the, I think the CEO compared this technology. It's hard to comprehend, he said, because it's so revolutionary or whatever. And he's, he kind of recorded to like, I think, smartphones and iPhone. iPhone came around. Nobody knew like how it would change the way we use phones. You know what I'm saying? But like once people saw how it worked and they're like, oh, so he thinks that as soon as people start to understand how this works and the different dimensions or capacities you could use it in, it's going to be like taken up real quick. Everyone will be walking around here looking like a bunch of dweebs with these shitty looking plastic looking ass glasses on. I mean, Google glasses. It's a great idea. And I think that's where it's going. Right. Like, I think you just put on these glasses or these contacts in the next few years and like be able to enter without having to look at your phone all the time. Just be like, all right, cool. I'm going this place. They just give you these indicators in your face. Yo, mm-hmm. Do you want people right doing that shit while driving, Brandon? Make a left oh, I got my Google contacts on. Somebody call me, dude. It'd be, like Termin- it'd, be, while driving. it'd be like Terminator. Like when they go in like Terminator view, like POV, <laughs> and just all these stats on the right side. Like, oh man, your heart rate is like that. <laughs> that dude had a futuristic processor as a brain. I know, yeah. People, 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 people can barely can, drive, man. People can barely read. They're like, what is all these? Well, it's, well it's, all, it's all coming together at the same time, like self-driving cars. Yeah. Brandon, and that Brandon, shit ain't been Brandon, working, Brandon. Brandon, that couldn't work. T- t- let me just tell you why Terminator View couldn't work. You want to know why? Because every time something crashes on my computer and they want me to send a report and I see the report, I have no idea what all the numbers and different graphs mean. It's like, I'm like, just okay, accept. I was like, if you expect me to read this, ST colon 04 compact. I was like, I don't know what that means. I, my hope it's not bad. Send a report to Apple. <laughs> Apple, make sure this is not bad. You'll be over there with Google Glass looking at all these numbers scrolling down your face. You'll be calling customer, customer support 24-7. It's like, I don't know what these means. We have some fan mail today. Fan mail from RCO2. Uh, Tony LaRussa, the next White Sox manager. 
He hasn't had a team this black since the 80s uh, with the Oakland A's. Ricky Henderson, Dave Henderson, Dave Parker, Dave Stewart, Tony Phillips, and there's Luis uh, Polonia. And they only added him because he had a jerry curl, apparently. But he is Dominican and was joined by his uh, countrymen Felix uh, Jose and Stan Javier. I believe LaRusa is an undercover a-hole and probably a Trump supporter, but he does love animals. As a manager from a different generation, possibly two generations ago, going into one of the most uh, Latin and black teams in the league at age 70, how do you think this will go? Uh, it's already started off horribly. <laughs> oh, yeah. News update. It came out this week that Tony LaRusso was pulled over for a DUI in February. And during the stop, he said, I'm a Hall of Famer person. <laughs> Don't you see my ring? Don't you see my rings? <laughs> He's just so out of touch with reality and nowadays, you know, it's the same person who went off a few months ago, a couple months ago, he went off on one of the White Sox celebrating. There's only one of his black players celebrating, right? Went off on how he's celebrating when he was uh, commentating on TV. Now he has to coach the person and he hasn't even called him to try to mend fences because he shout really out. went off on the dude. Shout out to Tim Anderson sponsorship. And yeah. Tim Anderson said, he hasn't reached out to me. Tim Anderson ain't reaching out to him, and I wouldn't either. I'm like, dude, I, I'm in the position I was in. They just hired you. You should be reaching out trying to, and he has it. Then mm. we find out about the DUI. He's trying to get out of that. Lost touch, man. He lost touch with reality in baseball a long time ago. I don't know why baseball overhyped, like, and go by some of the rules and standards. He said he created the stupid stage stack that somehow baseball fought. I don't know why, what happened in baseball to make people say, let's listen to this dude. Uh, shout out to that sponsorship um also this week update marcus stroman a prominent black pitcher came out and said no amount of money will make will will get me to play for that dude (laughs) he went ahead and re-up with this team because of that yeah he he was looking forward to free agency he said i want to go to winter yeah. And that was the team you think he was he was like slated to go to. That was one of the teams that they, that they thought he was going to go to until they hired Tony LaRusso. And they need starting pitching. <laughs> they need it bad. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? I don't know. It's like I really try to assess the situation because like I don't think Chicago is trying to leave Chicago. This is the kind of move you make when you try to leave the town. Like, oh, man, like the Colts before they went to Baltimore. <laughs> no, the Browns before they went to Baltimore or the Colts before they went to Indianapolis. Uh, it's the kind of move you make for that. Um, but you know, I will say hopefully he's more of a, a Dick Vermeil than a um, than Dusty Baker or Art Shell, and uh, bring it back to the Raiders. Uh, hopefully he's just been out of the game for a minute. Hopefully he still knows baseball. I don't expect him to hang out with his players, mm-hmm. which I don't know why any of the players want to hang out with the seventy-eight-year-old dude. Why <laughs> <laughs> <White> dude? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> some real get-out, real get-out situation. I think he still knows the game. It's going to be just tough for him to connect to his players, man. Because nowadays, it's all about connecting to your players, being able to relate to them, under, understand, not even relate, being able to understand them. If he, if he can't do that, then he's going, to have a, he's going to have a hard time if he loses, you know, the dugout. If he loses the clubhouse, it's, it's going to be tough. And it's looking like he started off on a bad foot already. I wonder if he's going to be able to adapt. Like, the games do pass coaches by, players by, um, especially coaching, because you can do it over decades, right? And the, but I, I do want to say... You know, he was he was kind of revolutionary. You know, Tony LaRusa was really pushing the limit. He created that. What was that stat, Aaron? Save stat. He created with Dennis actually before the save stat was around, but you had to pitch more innings. And he also was the one that came up with the unwritten rule that pitchers shouldn't pitch more than 100 pitchers. 
Yeah. Which before that, they easily grew. Uh, but I think he helped, you know, he helped uh, evolve baseball. He was a forward thinker. You think about that. So he created the safe stat, you know. And another way he helped advance the game is he also sure. oversaw, he also oversaw, like, the, the expansion of different forms of um, nutrients and, and uh, products and um, – What's that thing? What's that thing? Steroids that people could take to get better in baseball. He was, he oversaw and endorsed that with his clubhouse. He pushed the narrative. So I think maybe he's coming in with a new trick of his sleeve this time around. He's like, he, he was able to get them all on steroids. He got that squad balling on roids. Nobody else is doing it. That's what I'm saying. Well, I will say the more you talk about it, the more he sounds sounds like he needs to be in, in a museum. That's what it sounds like to me. Like you're like, oh man, he did this to advance the game. Sounds like he talked about like he talked about John Madden or, or, or Howard Cosell or somebody like that. Somebody <laughs> who was just because I guess he was coaching back then too. But <laughs> less, but, yeah. Well, it brings the question, like, not to change the subject, but really talk about, like, what's worse, like, the recycling of coaches in the MLB or in the NBA? Because I'm like, well, there's a lot of coaches you could have hired for in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether like whether or not it's like somebody like like an Ozzy Guillen or somebody like that. Oh no, he not he not getting no coaching jobs no more. Ozzy Guillen. Recently, recently, right? So like I know he's coached the team before, but like yeah, there's a lot of coaches you could have hired. Um, or I don't know if the talent pool is that shallow and as far as like MLB managers mm-hmm. uh, where you had to reach and be like, you know, who we're going to get? We're going to get Tony La Russa. I've always wanted to hire him. It kind of sounds like it's more like an Al Davis move. Like, man, like he would get people like on the last year of their, of their career. Like, well, let's get Richard Seymour. He was good. He was like, he was rookie of the year 15 years ago or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just seems like an odd. It, it, it sounds kind of like uh, Mike Singletary when he hired that, uh, his offensive coordinator who was from like the 1940s. <laughs> we run in this uh 13 personnel the 31 personnel and we just, we're doing a sweep or or a dive uh dude it's like it's like oh. man we ain't got no wide receivers on the field right now steve ray like no nah. Ball control. <laughs> What's that got, guy name again? Got six like Mike Allstats. Was it Stevie Ray or someone that uh I forgot who was Jimmy okay Ray? Was Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray. Something? His name was Jimmy Ray. <laughs> Jimmy Ray. This is this old. Jimmy yeah, was old black dude. Yeah. Got Jim Bob and Bill Bob. Can't get uh, all Bobs right. All right. Well, moving on. So Tony Larusa gonna be a shit show or gonna be success? It's a, it's rough. I think yeah. It's gonna be a shit show. Running in place. <laughs> you know who's the, who's the coach of the Cavaliers that got that uh that came from college? David Blatt. No, no. Oh, David. No, Blatt the one, no, the, no, the one this past year. Oh no, like, they had him in college. Yeah, he came from Michigan. <laughs> he came from Michigan. Oh, yeah. Beeline hired him and they went backwards. Yeah, John Beeline. 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 Yeah, Beeline. Yeah. I think they the players will still talk about some old old school stuff for like two weeks. They'd be like, all right, man. <laughs> he could be late. He, 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 he thought it was college still. Go back to college. He's like. He he thought they were the same age as his college players, but he, he don't know the difference between somebody getting, you know, when you get the millions of dollars for a year and you get nothing. You just trying to hopefully, hopefully your meal card work. <laughs> uh, what you think, Albert? Doo-doo party? Oh, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> it's like all the free doo-doo butter you can want, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another baseball news, the Miami Marlins made waves in, in a beyond just a sports impact by hiring Kim Ang. 
Kim Ang to be their general manager. She is the first woman or female general manager in any of the major sports, major American sports, and is the first in baseball, of course, obviously. Um, she served as uh, assistant GM for two teams, the Yankees and the Dodgers. Most recently, she was serving as the senior vice president of baseball operations for the MLB. What do you guys think about that? Damn. I didn't yeah. know she was all that. That's a deep ass resume. Yeah. Yeah. It spans yeah, 30 years. She was like 20. Yeah. It started when she was in 20 in baseball. So, you know, someone definitely knows. It's nice that they, they go by. Look, it's, it's one thing when someone has the resume for all these years and never get the job, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's, it's nice that a woman, it, it's sad that it takes on with that resume to get the job that a lot of people got without that resume. You know, that's Man. the thing. All the yeah, years. I was about to say the same thing. It took all of that for her to get a GM job. And there's people that was the, you know, the video play-by-play guy. Yeah, uh, exactly. He did good cutting up this audio. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did good setting up our computer system. Eric Spolstra, thank God for he, you. <laughs> he, made, he, made, he, he majored in economics at Harvard. You know, yeah. you keep saying that, like, yeah. you know, and. And those guys keep getting job, but she's been a part of the game for 30 years. And it take, you know, it's congratulations to her. Congratulations to Miami. I hate, you know, congratulations to people for finally thinking forward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just years late. But is it is it even thinking forward? I like sometimes I be getting mad with the thinking forward thing. It's like, no, she actually deserves that shit. Like it's not even thinking forward. It's like the best person that got it finally got it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I just I just say it's thinking for because it's better than the backwards thinking they've been doing for the last hundreds of years, right? Well, they, 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 but they, you're they, right. You're right. It really isn't thinking for it. You're just hired the best person, which you should have been doing all the time. Uh, yeah, hear me out. Hear me out. I got a conspiracy here. I got a conspiracy. Here. So, Dag Jeter, man. Dag Jeter. I like him. Dag, Dag Jeter, right? You know? What's that dude's name who played uh, who played that dude in... uh? In Shaft. Come on, man. That's your boy Peoples Hernandez no, being no, but, played by Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey I Wright. He was a real Puerto Rican. I thought he was a real Dominican Puerto Rican too. When I saw him play Martin Luther King in his next role, I was like, man, this dude can act. <laughs> Is this it? <laughs> um, anyways, well, I, here, here, here's my conspiracy. Hear me out. Derek Jeter, man, saw that the White Sox hired Tony LaRusa to try and kill black people saving baseball in Chicago, right? A very black city, right? A historically very colorful city of blackness and segregation and redlining and historical uh, racial injustice and, 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 and hate. But anyway, we ain't gonna get into that. But they saw, he saw Tony La Russa and Derek Jeter in his woke being the greatest high yellow mulatto man to play ball ever in New York. Saw they were trying to kill black people saving baseball in Chicago. So he hired Kim Ng to come in and balance out the fact that they were trying to bring in Tony LaRusa to take us back another 40 years. Conspiracy, brother. Hell, y'all don't give a shit about me. I'm gonna need a sponge bam. That's definitely your bottom percentiles of conspiracies, Jared. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Wait, Jared, I'm, I'm confused here. So Derek Jeter brought in an Asian woman to save black people? No, 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 to keep keep progress alive. Oh, okay. Keep progress alive. I was trying to figure out where these these strings attach to. No, no, yeah, he, yeah, Derek, no, Derek Jeter is for sure uh, a, a, a deep level, like third degree uh, conspiracy brother, for sure. 
you mean high? Like high yellow wanna be white? Dad I, Cheetah, I man. Say Jeff, Jeffrey Wright was his name. I don't know if I said Jeffrey or Michael. I can't remember. You said Jeffrey, I think. I think you said Jeffrey. I said Jeffrey. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, so so I think Derek Jeter saw this. He saw opportunity. He also had a background with her. She was with the Yankees as assistant GM during part of his playing time. He said that, you know, working with Brian Cashman and knowing Brian Cashman so well, um, she was working with him. He brought her on. So um, he feels as though her knowledge, her experience, her championship pedigree are something that's going to really benefit Miami. And he thinks she deserves it, which rightfully it sounds uh, is so. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you think that this is a sign of baseball, though? Going on my conspiracy. Do you think this is a sign of baseball? with like the expanded playoffs, um, with black people saving baseball this whole season. Um, is baseball starting to catch up with basketball and football in the and some of the other major social sports around the world with some of their progressive or advancing um, decision-making? What do you guys think? Because baseball has, has, has been, because I mean, baseball has has been behind. We, we, gotta, we, we gotta also preface that baseball has been behind. Everyone's saying it's dying because it's been behind. So is this a, is this, is this step, uh, a big step for baseball catching up in a lot of those ways. Uh, it sounds like all the sports behind. Didn't football just a week ago say they would give draft picks to whoever like nurture and kind of grow like African American or people yeah. of color through. So in yeah, in the NFL, nonsense. I think they're all behind. They're I can't all behind. Say they're catching up to no one. <laughs> well, the NFL. So if you don't, this is bad If you don't know about the, the NFL is doing, the NFL uh, came out this week and said they're going to give compensatory picks to teams if they have any coaches or uh, GMs that get hired on in a GM or a head coaching role to another uh, team that can receive potential compensatory picks. Similar to if you develop a player and another team signs them from you and they were a a role or more than a role player, but a a big part of your your roster, then you sometimes get compensatory picks for that. But um, yeah, NFL came out and uh, changed changed up that rule this week so um, i don't i don't know it's 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 hard to say like whether or not like i don't know what the percentages are of women who work in baseball and as all mm-hmm. and also how many people like apply for those kind of jobs right mm-hmm. and i don't know what kind of experience you could have that will qualify you for that job unless you've been there for a while you know Does that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah uh, and so and so like i don't know how close it is right because like i don't know if you can go from being on the you know women's softball you know, Olympic team or something like that. And they say, okay, cool. I'm gonna try to get a job as a manager in the MLB, right? Like, I don't know if that's a lateral move, at least even socially or in as far as like skill level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to really like picture like how, how difficult it is for her to get that job. Um, just because I don't know how many women are actually in the MLB working as far as like, in, as far as like in scouting and as, as far as like player development. But yeah, man, it's good. It's good to see. Um, I hopefully I've tried not to make as big a deal about her just being a woman to get the job. Just like, all right, cool, she got the job. Let's see, let's see what she does. As opposed to you know uh, somebody hiring Adam Gates again after he gets fired from the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, before he can get fired, before he gets get, get fired, they release him for his contract so he can go, go negotiate somewhere else. Right, exactly. What do you think, Albert? Do you think this is a a, a big step for MLB to catch up in? And some of the modernizing its its uh, appeal, modernizing its game, modernizing its business. Uh, probably its business, but the game. I mean, nobody's watching baseball for the GM. So you know, her being GM is not going to attract people to watch the game. Nothing against her, just in general, people don't watch GMs. People don't watch managers. They go to watch players, and they don't have enough. 
electrifying players like a Mookie Betts, you know what I mean? Like who's like dope person in baseball is Mike Trout and his personality is as vanilla as a sweater vest. You know what I'm saying? Like Brandon likes you know the sweater I mean? vest. Like, he has, <laughs> I like sweat is not has, the best part. <laughs> he has nothing. He has nothing that galvanized. Like there's no more uh, King Griffey Jr. It's like King Griffey Jr. was that person in baseball that made people want to. He made me want to play baseball, and I can't hit a ball worth a goddamn. Like <laughs> my hand-eye coordination is horrible. Mm-hmm. But King Griffey, how cool and smooth he was, was like, yo, I could do this. I could. I could be Ken. But there's not a man. lot. I, there's there's not a lot of people that's as good as him, that has the swag that he has and has the personality and that could transcend into this generation of fast paced sports that people like. I think they just need to get better talent with better personalities or just. I mean, they have great talent. Don't get me wrong. Like baseball talent wise is insanely good right now. They just don't have personalities. Yeah, they don't sell the personality very well. And then yeah, you give or- you give you give somebody like Freddie Freeman, the MVP <laughs> for the NL. When we all know it should have been the one brother who brought a title to LA. My boy Mookie Betts, another That's- example of black people saving baseball. You know? <laughs> no. Well, I think uh, well, I think baseball baseball issue is though like if you go to like major league locker rooms or whatever, or even like baseball locker rooms, you know the baseball players are the craziest. Dirtiest, filthiest dudes. Like they're the ones. <laughs> they're, the ones they're the ones that really do the crazy stuff. But at the same time, like when they're out on the field, like it's a very much like a very buttoned up sort of idea. Like when they're out and when they're out playing, actually playing the game. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. off the field, there. Freddie they Freeman does a good job of celebrating that. Freddie Freeman, Steve Nash, my boy Mookie Betts, man. You know, Steve Steve Nash, man. Come on now, Steve Nash always laying there with a the towel around his neck, laying there on the sideline doing pelvic thrusts off his back, talking about, "Oh, my back hurts." No, you was out there acting a degenerate, probably sleeping around with beautiful white women all over the place. What happened to you? He had sex with a white girl. That's what. Oh, was it everything oh, I dreamed of? She was... had pink nipples then. Yeah, oh, big ones. Coffee match the drink. Excuse me. What do you guys think about these the, some of these trade rumors? You know, Russell Westbrook is requested to leave Houston. Houston has had a tough time this uh, this offseason, this past season, losing their GM. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is not coming back. He left. Um, and now the guy that was your prize that you traded it all for, you got rid of your big man because you had a point guard who could rebound 10 times a game. So you got rid of Clint Capella because <laughs> you didn't need somebody who would block shots or, or pick and roll to, and, and hold a team accountable uh, in, in the middle. But anyways... Um, they lost. They've lost so many parts. Um, are the Rockets? Is the Rockets' tenure? Is the Rockets' run of even being relevant over? Is my question. No, I think as long as you have the one of the best offensive players in the league, James Harden, I think you'll be competitive. And it really, it really won't, wouldn't take much for them to get to the playoffs, right? If just him and Westbrook get to the playoffs, uh, it's just really a matter of like, okay, can they really compete? Like, I think at this point, they're basically where Portland is, right? They're good enough. They basically have to get a top tier team hurt. <laughs> like they have to play them while they're hurt in order to get to that gets that next gets to that next step. It depends on how the what style of basketball they're gonna play. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they would win with Dan Tony style of basketball. Or um, and James Harden has to slow down or not hold the ball as much in order to be able to yeah. really develop players around him. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they've been successful with more veteran players coming in and be like, all right, cool, you spot up and shoot. You know, you can do that as opposed to like having some talent that they've developed around him. 
mm-hmm. that learn how to play with them just because they don't ever get the ball or mm-hmm. <laughs> or any rhythm. Well, honestly, two years ago, three years ago, they were one Chris Paul hamstring away from beating the Warriors. I, I don't know how that didn't factor into their math. Like this might happen, right? right? Yeah. I think this. I think they they sold themselves out. Like I, it's hard because it was Daryl Morey. They so they really like Daryl Morey. The old ownership liked them. They hired him, and I give him credit. Even though I think he, like I said, he ruined basketball with his sabermetric statistics. I gave him credit because his la- this last year was selling out completely for his idea, right? Mm-hmm. They, they did the ultimate sellout, the trading for away Clint Capella so you could get basically Robert Covington. They didn't trade. They didn't bring in West. They had Westbrook with Capella still there. They yeah. traded Capella to get Covington because he COVID uh, Covington. He thought he was going to be like he fits what they do. And what they the thought he was going to be Scotty Pippen so without without ball handling distribution skills. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like everything else we do, this, like, man, this whole three and play D like Pippen. He can shoot the three a little bit. He can't <laughs> distribute or handle the ball though. <laughs> yeah, and so this is the reason I'm excited. I'm glad they got bounced out the playoffs the way they got bounced out. Because remember when they first went trade away Capella, they played the Lakers and they blew the Lakers out. Lakers didn't know how to handle it, right? They tried Mm -hmm. to play their regular big lineup. It didn't work. So they caught a lot of teams by surprise, right? Remember, people chose them to beat the Lakers because they beat the Lakers twice with that small lineup. People said they're going to beat the Lakers in this playoff or it's going to go deep and this and that and they end up being four games to one, right? Well, that game one, they caught them off guard again. (laughs) Game one. That's all it did. That's all it did. And that's that's what Daryl Morey, he sold out for a statistic. Will mm-hmm. they be competitive? As long as they keep Harden, they'll be competitive. The question is, can a new general manager, can a new coach switch their mindset away from the Saber Magic, right? Can yeah. they become a more complete basketball team? Because mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Chris Paul made them a little more complete. Like yeah. someone like Capella looks great, better with Chris Paul there. The minute yeah. Chris Paul's gone, and then you got Westbrook as your ball handler and all this, then yeah, Capella doesn't look as great. Now they yeah. they just been passed up by Denver and Utah now, right? So the question is, so, is James Harden relegated to being the new Damian Lillard? <laughs> nah, ca- carrying his team to the A seed every year. <laughs> nah, I don't think James Harden's gonna stay around to be the Damian Lillard. I think I think people want I think he's gonna I think James Harden's gonna be better at trying to get other people to play with him as opposed to Damian Lillard saying I don't really get involved in GM decisions. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because uh, I think like who who want to like, play with him? Yeah. I feel like James Harden has alienated Chris Paul and now his his good friend, Chris, who Chris like Paul. was the reason we went to go play there is because we came into the league basically at the same time. We're homies. We're uh-huh. good friends. Uh, it didn't work out because you were you were the third fiddle at the time, and now you're the ace, and I'll come in, and I'll be your one B, and 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 he played there with them, and he and and now he wants out. That's my Harden is his boy, and he really believes in him and Harden working together. He's not asking publicly to be sh- traded. So, but that, but it's it's different when you lose the coach and you got a coach that you don't also don't believe in, and most of you, the rest of the team has already left, right? It's mm-hmm. a different thing that yeah. you came like you came into a situation everybody left, and I don't blame anybody for not getting along. <laughs> They the, changed that team for him. My question is, like, it's, you know, you have James Harden who was like basically being given the keys to the vehicle, and he was able to become yeah, record-breaking, effective, and stats-wise, he put up some crazy numbers. Um, only a few other players have put up the numbers he was putting up over the last few years under D'Antoni's system, which I've always been a critical of D'Antoni's system because, in during during just like the 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 minutia of the season, it's just like game after game, it works. When you get to crunch time and people really focus down game to game and possession to possession. Is not as effective. It doesn't has not shown has not reaped the benefits, especially playing that small ball style. 
And, and so when you have a GM who's on board with that and is trying to like, you know, emphasize that and basically curtails a roster to what they think your skill set is as that star, you have some responsibility to green lighting, getting rid of a Clint Capella to putting PJ Tucker uh, as your disgruntled center. Now who wants, who wants his contract to be up because he feels like he's given that team way more than, than, than what he's being uh, paid for. So you have like, you have real, I think, I guess there isn't a real order. And, and how much of that do you think falls on James Harden as the leader of that team? He's the man on that team. How much of this dysfunction in the in the team can you blame on Maury? Can you blame on on D'Antoni? Or is it is this more of it need to actually fall on James Harden? No, man. I think D'Antoni did what D'Antoni does, right? It didn't work in New York and L.A., but, like, they almost went to the finals with the Phoenix, right? They didn't have that, that fight, and Stoudemire goes off the bench. Who knows what happens, right? They were beating the Warriors and they almost won, right? It's one of those things like it's just sports. So sometimes those things don't necessarily fall in your favor. So to say like, I would say D'Antoni and their system has been more successful than the Philadelphia. They've been more successful than most other teams, Milwaukee. They've been more successful than, <laughs> than Portland. They've been more successful than a lot of teams in the league. So I think I, Brandon, yeah, I got to cut hard. you off real quick. I'm not going to let you defend white fragility like that. <laughs> Brandon. I don't, want you get, don't get mad at David Stoudemire for, 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 for his act of realizing that he had a white, fragile superstar on his squad and they had to act like they had to walk off the bench when he got hip checked. Barely. Yeah, Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. Uh, uh, Stoudemire. He barely got, he barely got hip checked by Robert Ory. Robert Ory just boom. And he flopped hella hard. And everyone was like, oh, how dare you do that to that beautiful, long haired white man that does so many magical things with that ball in his hands. You don't do that to him. And, in the response to white fragility, they stepped on the court, got themselves in trouble, right? And everyone blames that on him. Oh, you broke the, the laws of white fragility. Now we're going to bring this up every time somebody, something happens. And and what would have happened had they not sure. stepped one line over that, one step over that line? It don't matter. You cannot defend white fragility but like it, that, bro. Hold on, step right back. It was the same thing. Like, that was the rule because of what happened in Detroit. Like, you can't have players walking in and escalating situations. Right? They need to make an example and that was the best time to make the example. The Detroit wasn't a problem with the people coming off the bench. The rule was already in place. Oh, maybe it was before. It was I don't remember. The Knicks first Miami back in the day in the mm. ni- in the 90s that did it when PJ Brown, PJ Button flipped Charlie Ward over and slammed him down. And then mm. that's when everybody got off the bench. And the rule was already created then. The, the rule was created because Bulls Knicks one year, the year that mm. Jordan was gone, and Bulls Knicks got in a big major brawl during the playoffs. Yeah. And the Sports Illustrated had a picture of that. And David Stern was sitting like, four rows up and he's like oh so that was when the rule that was when the rule was created so really the rule was already been in existence because yeah. we had the pj brown flipping that that was when the only reason the knicks lost that series is because they had so many people get off the bench they had to suspend them some for game six and the rest for game uh seven because they and couldn't so have they, everyone gone for the whole game they couldn't. <laughs> yeah at that point the knicks were up three games to one and that was game five that ruined the knicks at that point they lost the next two to miami because everybody came off the bench then, like you said, then we have the malice in the palace. So the rule already existed then, right? And to be honest, Stoudemire and then uh, uh, Dia, Boris Dia, Dia. Yeah, Boris Dia, they didn't really run all the way on the court. They, they just did stepped out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they stepped out. They left. They were they were there by the scores table, but by according to the rule, they got kicked. 
but they were trying to defend his white, fragile body from being hip checked. <laughs> Come on, there's, there's certain dudes <laughs> on the team you know can fight, and you need to watch out for those people because they're gonna get hurt. He playing a game. He playing a brother's games. That's one way you earn your respect on the court. And it's not even street ball. I it's understand. Boy, he already won the MVP. I, he had I, the respect. He I also understand. doesn't need to fight to do. I understand if 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 they was playing at Rucker Park uh, and in that in that movie Above the Rim and somebody trying to check you know Shep. But even what did Shep do? What did Leon, my boy Shep, do? What did he do? They was hacking him. What did he do though? I got Man, your boy I got Shep. You know exactly what he did. I got, got a strap, dude. No, 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 no. Shep, Shep. Uh, 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 oh no, uh, Shep, Shep kept playing, and he was playing in khakis and a thermal, bro. He didn't give a fuck. And, and, and some old shoes. <laughs> some old shoes. He came. He came off the subway, dropped his work bag, put a jersey on over that thermal with the jeans on. Hey, hey, my boy Big Baby did that this weekend in the no, we, we gonna get to Big Baby. Don't worry, we get to Big Baby. Oh, uh, that Negro. Dude, that was ridiculous. Um, but, but all I'm saying is you playing a brother's games, man. You, like Robert Ori foul. I, I don't even know why I would get on this tangent, but I, I you triggered me. You triggered me in defense of white privilege or uh, the white white fragility. But what white I'm saying is <laughs> hey, he got hip checked, barely even hip checked. He embellished it, fell all over the place, and everyone's like, we gotta protect. Nah, man, you playing a brother's game. You go to the court and you get you get fouled hard, you play through it. Now, if they start doing it over and over and over again, then maybe somebody gonna step up. Then maybe you step up, Steve Nash, and you get in his face. You got you, hey man, I, all I'm saying is that you can't be out here defending that because that was some whack soft shit. And that was not even a hard foul. Like you want to see some hard fouls? Don't don't get Aaron started on the '80s basketball because Aaron will tell you about some '80s uh, uh, Big East fouls that used to happen back in the day. Yep, that was that was some real foul. That was real basketball, man. That wasn't even a foul. Uh, by '80 standard. That wouldn't have been considered a foul. I might not even caught that. Man, they would have been like, bro, we ain't doing no dances on the soul train, Robert Ori. This is basketball. Stop doing that. <laughs> Robert Ori gave him a hip dap. He gave him the hip dap, and and Steve Nash gonna get over here, but I'm fragile. Anyway, so. Are the Rockets done? (laughs) (laughs) Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is our uh, segment we end the show with where everyone gets the floor to complain, rant, or highlight something positive that they've been thinking about or is going on in their life. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's It's time. time. We're back. <laughs> we lost Jared. Oh shoot! Jared just dipped out. Dude, how are you gonna play the cutting corner shout out to start? You <laughs> you usually yell cutting corner shout out. I'm over here trying to move fast. Like, dang man, I ain't got my stuff ready. I know I'm going probably going first. I ain't got my stuff ready. And then all of a sudden I look up and he ain't around. Same here. I was looking down. I looked up. I was like, this nigga just disappeared. <laughs> Aaron. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Oh, oh, now you back. Don't act like you've been sitting there the whole time. Don't try to, I'm, I'm going to say this. Hey, hey, yeah, I got a Cutty Corner shout out, but I want to let you know, Jared left for some reason just a second ago. and going to come back and he's going to try to edit it to make it seem like he was sitting there the whole time. He wasn't. He wasn't. I'm going to mess it up. I don't care how well he edited. I'm going to bring it up in the middle of my Cutty Corner shout out so you know his ass left while I'm sitting here ready to go. And Aaron, Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? 
<laughs> if Jared trying to give a hosting job, just know he might fucking walk out in the middle of the hosting job. <laughs> yeah, I got a cut and corner shout out, Jared. Uh, this cut and corner shout out go out to, I want to mention Assassin's Creed, right? Now, I'm not a fan of the company that makes Assassin's Creed because they button layouts are kind of fucked up, but they great with concepts. Like Ubisoft. Ubisoft, bad button layouts, bad everything. They don't they don't execute well. They, it, it'll start off well and then the ending or it just won't. Somewhere you know they're going to mess up, right? So the Assassin's Creed concept is based on like someone getting kidnapped, some company, some major corporation has a way of like changing the past by finding someone who has some heritage and they hook him up to a reality-based machine where he could control like his ancestor. And they give him all this training where he has all these things and he goes and assassinate people, right? Great concept. So because of this concept, they've been able to parlay this into a bunch of video games, right? They did the pirate one. That was unbelievable. That was actually a game that they executed very well where the person went and you know now they're controlling like one of their ancestors who was a pirate. You're assassinating people, you get to fly the ship. They did one with the Revolutionary War where you were controlling a Native American, right? The video game isn't actually, and that company isn't actually my problem. My problem is they just came out with the new Assassin's Creed game that came out this week, and it's on the Vikings, right? You go back, you become a Viking. Why do we overhype the Vikings? My cutting corner shout goes out to people who overhype Vikings, right? Like we act like the Vikings were these hardcore modern day millennial bros. There's television shows on Vikings now. They got the uh, video game now. We overhype Vikings like they were actually some cool people that we should be hyping up, right? Let's be real, man. The Vikings never gave us anything. They weren't like they weren't like one of those past societies who brought us, you know, revolutionary things like tech, different technology. The Mayans, the Mayans helped introduce us to calendar systems. The Mongols created a paper currency system. They also used the early postal system. Early Indian society brought us our first alphabet kind of system and writing system. Right? What did the Vikings bring us? They didn't bring us nothing but a bunch of racist bros that's all they brought us right and shout out to master skywalker on reddit who did some research and said vikings is not a race the race was norse vikings were being a job right oh let's be honest all they were were a bunch of scandinavian rapists and pillagers that's all they did all they was known for the job i guess the job that they had was being a sailor a viking was a freaking sailor it's like hey man i'm a viking i sailed down to portugal and spain and kidnapped people you know you know most scandinavian people are blonde hair blue eye the reason why you see like norway where most of the vikings are from and denmark they're all dark hair because they they were so entranced with the portuguese and spanish women they never seen women that look like that they were in love so they kept kidnapping and bringing them back up there that's all they get i mean i don't understand why do we make idols out of these warriors right we don't idolize the nazi CSS. We don't idolize the Russian Gestapo. Look, I'm not part of council culture. I'm not saying cancel. You can't do Vikings, but just be real with the shit. I mean, I mean, the one technology they did bring, the one thing they did bring in this society, you know, they didn't introduce paper. They didn't introduce basket weaving. I would have been happy if they introduced basket weaving, right? Nah, the one thing they introduced was long boats. And you know what that did? That told the rest of Europe and people in Belgium how to take that shit down to Africa and grab some people and take them on a free ride so you could give them, some, uh, give them a new job in America, right? So fuck the Vikings. Fuck everybody who idolized the Vikings. All they did was throw some axes here and there. Who knows if they were really good? They were going in the village. They didn't have fucking soldiers or nothing, right? So it's like, oh, man, they was warriors, dude. They was warriors. When they went in there and killed those fishermen and stole their women, that's warrior shit, dude. Fuck the Vikings and everything they represent. The only Vikings we should be worshiping was Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss. Chris Carter. Jake Chris Reed. Carter. <laughs> Prince and Kirby Puckett. Brandon, do you have a cutty corner shout out? 
yesterday besides the show going really long. Yeah, um, that should be it. That I mean, should be it. Right there. <laughs> this nigga just went on a ten minute tirade on Vikings. <laughs> it was written down, Jared. I had it all. At least I. You know what the problem is, Jared? I start off drinking adult beverage, and I ha- hadn't eaten in like six hours. No, my Cutty Corner show, shout out goes out to Dumb Questions Online. This is for uh, specifically Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I'm, so I've been seeing it a lot. Just people just bored, not know, not sure how to engage with people online. And they ask questions to things they could really just Google. Um, like, oh, hey, when does that PS5 drop? Why is that on your timeline right now? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? You can, you can put that in Google. The same time you wrote that, you can put it in Google and get the answer. <laughs> exactly. I'm seeing way too much of that. Oh, man, I'm trying to get some new shoes. Like, when are the next Jordans drop? Something like just a whole bunch of dumb stuff. Like, stuff you could have Googled, but you're just like, oh, I need to let, I need to also let people know what I'm about to Google right now. And hopefully somebody else already, so somebody else can use their phone. My, my thumb's too busy to just do this in a different app. Now, it's one thing if you're looking, like, you're trying to differentiate something, right? Like, hey, should I go with this app or this app when I'm trying to when I'm trying to work on something? Oh, hey, what's better, this Samsung tablet or this iPad? Which one should I get, right? Has anybody had any experience with this? Yeah. But it's another thing, just for factual information. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> when's this person's birthday? Okay, Google that. Albert! Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Uh, yeah, man. Shouts out to my Clippers. Even though y'all lost that 3-1 lead, never <laughs> made it to the conference finals. Uh, Pandemic P showed up during the bubble. Kawhi Leonard couldn't make a shot in the fourth quarter. Straight breakdown. Coach gets fired, then leaves the 76ers. Uh, thinking of straighting Pandemic P for Russell Westbrook. Thinking of bringing Chris Paul back to the Clippers. So much turmoil had a racist owner, then change that for a billionaire owner that just can't keep his mouth shut, is just too hyped up. I feel like he's on Adderall all the goddamn time. Uh, Shouts out to y'all, because I'm still here. I still have y'all. I still have faith. Next season, which is coming up in a month. Oh, damn. That is the shortest offseason in life. It's our time to shine. We just needed one year to get all those kinks out of our systems. When we come back next year, we're going to come back stronger and better than ever. Shouts out to the Clippers. Shouts out to the Kings, too. That's my second favorite team. It's funny how both my teams that are my best teams are pretty horrible teams uh, back in the day, but now they're better. So Clippers, Faith on, Clip Gang, 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 we got this. That's my shout out. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to California voters. California voters voted yes on a proposition that has a number 22, kind of like a catch 22. They voted yes on Prop 22 overwhelmingly. And it's the ride sharing proposition that allows Lyft and Uber to still treat their drivers as, um, what you say, uh, contract workers with some added potential protections that they can dictate. They're not held to a standard that the government or the state dictates, which we you can argue whether or not the state and the government has the right mandates uh, altogether, but they at least have something. It's not some uh, economically capital-based company who's just trying to make it up as they go along to make sure they keep their margin of income at a certain level. In voting in Prop 22, um, even though many of the drivers were overwhelmingly for 
Prop 22 because it allowed them to have flexibility in their schedule. It is a big hit against the labor rights acts and movements that have occurred over generations. And this now can be pushed forward in the state and will be used as a model throughout the country to change potential labor laws and give exemptions to companies that want to skirt around um, labor laws that protect the goddamn people. That is our show, my friends. That is a show. Any final words you'd like to get out there? Albert, tell us where people can find uh, find you and find your interviews and, and your work. Yeah, so you can find me on all social medias, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok, even though I haven't posted anything on there. I still, I still got one. All that's at Natomas Slim. That's spelled with two M's on the Slim. YouTube, hit up my interviews at Natomas Slim. Uh, Spotify, told, uh, the title, iTunes, any music site, you can get my music at Natomas Slim. Check out the podcast, the Slim and Task podcast on all streaming sites. And you could check out my uh, uh, radio show, Midnight to 6 a.m., which I got it on tonight. So y'all better listen in. I know Jerry be listening in. He be trying to fucking, uh, uh, he be asking for Sam Cook. Well, they, on, I ain't man. playing no goddamn Sam Cook, man. man he, he trying to make the truckers go to sleep while driving. You know? I'm trying to help you expand to an older demographic that's probably definitely not awake at that time. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, you can listen to me on V101, uh, just on iHeartRadio app. Just search for V101 Sacramento or on the uh, on your internet, on your phone, just uh, V1011FM.com. That's that's where you catch me. All right, brother. We appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Thanks for having right. me, man. Appreciate it. Y'all, yeah. long-ass show, bro. This and is- this one took longer than normal because, of, I don't know, it was a couple different things. Yeah. <laughs> You know the problem is, see, Jared, while he stays up late, he wakes up late, where the rest of us are like, dude, you know what? This is the chunk of the main part of my day gone now, right? Like, <laughs> I had some shit I thought I was going to be able to work on for work and other things, and now that's gone. Where Jared is like, this is the beginning of his day. So he's, <laughs> he's about to peak right now, where the rest of us are like, we missed, we were on the show during the peak, and now majority of the day, there's no daylight hour, there's nothing, I still got to walk the dog. I can't. Hey, but hey, I like I like how long it is. It reminds me of the uh, Joe Rogan podcast and the Joe Button ones. There should be hella long, and you just get hella stream of thoughts and consciousness. It's great to visit, but when you on here every day, sometimes you know what? It's a challenge to not hit the lead button. (laughs) Well, that is our show, my friends. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Thank you everybody for coming to the show. (laughs) I know it froze. Okay, Montel wins. Well, that is our show. Uh, I hope y'all take care. Stay blessed. Stay healthy. And we will leave you with this. Oh, shit. I just don't think the Rockets handled championship expectations well, right? Because that year when they were won seven games with the Warriors, they won seven games with the the best team in the league. Like, why not just, all right, cool. Like, what one piece can we do rather than sort of breaking up the team? Like, we need to reconfigure this whole thing. And at some point, they decided they weren't good enough. And they tried to to mix it up. And it didn't work. Yeah, I, I think I think Houston is done unless they do a, a real revamping because what they gave to get Westbrook 
And then also with getting rid of Capella and really embracing a super small. They went super small. They had three guards. They were running out three guards that were under 6'6". James Harden is 6'5". Eric Gordon is 6'4", 6'3". Russell Westbrook's only 6'3". So, like, there was times where they're running with – their center is 6'7". And PJ there was times they were running with four guards because Austin Rivers four. was in there. Yeah. Austin Rivers said – he did an interview recently. He said, man, it was one point in, during the Lakers series where he kept – they kept running switches, and he was guarding Anthony Davis in the post. And he was like, man, what the hell are we doing? That's all he's saying. And and, and D'Antoni, that's what I'm saying. You D'Antoni yourself. It's one thing if you're doing some revolutionary and your players don't realize how good they are at something that you have identified – and you maximize it before other teams identify it, or your, your players are bought into the point where they understand what they have to do moment to moment based upon what the situation they're always in because you're playing always in the situation where you're undersized, right? I don't think that those players, like, were able to adjust to re- re- realizing, like, you got to act like a dog. Like, I'm Doc Rivers' son. What's his name again? Uh, uh, what's Rivers? Uh, Austin. 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 Austin Rivers. Like, Bro, you playing on a squad where you're like the the fourth biggest dude. You gotta you gotta play like the fourth biggest dude now. Like when I play pickup, and I'm not. And I think this is something that if you played ball, you played hoop, like you realize like you gotta kind of mix and match how you're gonna play the game. If everyone just goes out there and plays their game and pickup, you're probably gonna get scraped by a better team, obviously, right? But if you go in there and you play certain roles, then you have a chance to if your talent is less in a pickup game to take out a better uh, team in a pickup game. That's what the that's what the Rockets had to do, but they didn't do that because you know there's times I play power forward and pick up, you know. I'll, hey man, I don't play like a dog. I'm gonna hack you. I'm gonna I'm gonna play big. I, I I'm gonna make it uncomfortable. Like but RSF, you know what I'm saying? Aloni Park, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> also pick up basketball, Jared. Where you get to come in, you just call next. You yeah, got next. I'm but, in. I'm but, with but you. that's what the Rockets should have been doing. They showed up with a squad as though they just showed up at the park, being like, "I got next." Like y'all all got medium sized people. Okay, we can play a game. Like they had all medium sized people, basketball standards wise, medium sized people trying to play all the different <laughs> spectrum of, of positions. They didn't have anybody who's willing, other than PJ Tucker. But PJ Tucker had to do that because that's the only way he's in the league. Is that he's like, whatever you need me to do, Coach, I'm gonna do it. Okay. But now <laughs> he's been doing it long <laughs> enough, and they, 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 they. Well, the problem is, is that they've in forced him as being good at what he's not good at and what he's what they have him doing right that he wants a bigger contract so now they ain't gonna be able to afford him he's gonna want to get like 20 million dollars a year for being a mediocre mediocre all right uh fringe tweener in between guard foul forward player but because he's played center power forward and small right. forward he and shooting guard he has stronger negotiating power because they did some stupid all right. stuff all right hold on like i i don't really PJ get all Tucker is maga I don't know why the the hate for PJ Tucker, man. I feel like he's, not, he's, one, of the, he's one of the guys you should P, like. Like PJ Tucker, no, no, I get you, Brandon. PJ Tucker is a dude. If if I was on his team, I'll probably love him. If I play basketball with him, I'll be like, I appreciate you, PJ Tucker. I'm still gonna be like, you garbage, but I appreciate you for who you are, and I appreciate what you do, <laughs> the amount of like what you are willing to do. He is willing to do it. Austin Rivers ain't willing to do it. Derek House Jr. couldn't keep uh, from having a, a, a tester come into his room and getting quarantined for an extra 10 days because he wanted to see how fine she was. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't heard that for You got all these other dudes who weren't willing to do it. Eric Gordon, even even Russell Westbrook. You expect motherfucking uh, uh, James Harden to play power forward and be a dog, be an enforcer in the post, in the paint? No, but you need that. You need somebody who's going to play, who's going to make them earn it in the, in the, in the post. You need somebody who's going to make them earn it. If you don't have that, it's just like having a hockey team without an enforcer. Shout out to the Sharks. For 20 years, they never had an enforcer. They ain't had no grit, no grind. And if they did, it was some dudes who were soft and past their prime. And that's why they never won a title. 
<laughs> Sponsorship. Anyway, and shout out to PJ Tucker, man. I, well, I'm just looking at his stats here, man. He got drafted by Toronto. He played in Israel. He played in the Ukraine. He played in Greece. He played in Germany. No, respect then, to PJ Tucker. Respect to PJ Tucker. And then he got back in the league. I feel like whatever he's doing, whatever they ask him to do, shout out to PJ Tucker. Who's really, no. who, who, who really worked for it? Because many, many people would just be like, all right, just, would just, just stay in Germany. Thank you. They wouldn't have been good enough to like try to come back and play the league again. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, I um, give it. No, I, 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 I'm hating on PJ Tucker and I'm who riding him, right? But at the same time, <laughs> I respect what PJ Tucker has done to stay in the league and maintain his position. I also understand that he went to a place that was going to use him in a way that was going to maximize his ability, but also it was going to sell him false hope. Yeah. This fool he, he's like, I ain't get paid enough. Like, bro, do you know what you're <laughs> right. able to do? Like, yeah. just because you're willing to do that, don't mean you was good at it. <laughs> yeah. That's That's like, you know what? BJ Tuck is that house slave that, like, <laughs> like, you know what? It's that house slave that, like, that's willing to do everything, like Steven and Django, right? He's willing to do everything the master say. So then all of a sudden, but but unlike Steven, all of a sudden PJ Tucker, like, you know what? Can I get a room in the big house? I mean, it could be in the bottom or back of the big house. Can I get a room? It's like, no, dude, no. <laughs> the reason we have you here is because you're willing to do everything without question, right? <laughs> well, all right, so, like, look at the Houston Rockets team, 2017, 2018, that, that he joined, right? At, at Power Forward, they had Ryan Anderson. At center, they had Tariq Black. They had Clint Capella. They had Nene. They had uh, Old... Anuaku. Read me the whole team. Zao Key. They had PJ Tucker and they had Brandon Wright. They he did not sign up to be the Read center, the rest, right? Brandon. At that point, PJ Tucker was happy to make the team. Right. And then <laughs> right. they realized, hey, he worked hard. He don't complain about anything. Like we had man, like we had him do this. He don't complain. Guess what? We can keep growing smaller and smaller. Even Ryan Anderson, who wasn't like a big post up or he could rebound well and he's an outside shooter. But he was still 16, right? right. <laughs> they just kept getting smaller. Like, hey, man, PJ ain't complaining. We had him guarding this guy. It probably started in a practice where they had him guarding somebody six, seven, probably seven feet. And right. he never complained. He did hard. And they're like, dude, we could just keep getting smaller and smaller. He's going to be out there grinding. He's going to be out there. You know, PJ Tucker is the dude who, when they saw them bringing Click Capella, he probably said this. Who this nigga on that name? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, dude, no, but he he's like four inches shorter than Draymond Green. If he was four inches taller, he'd be Draymond Green. No, <laughs> he's yeah. How you feel about that, Jared? I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even say anything about that blasphemy. I'm not gonna give it attention. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do my part. Just like when I want to boycott something, I will boycott Brandon's. Uh, I will boycott that that statement by Brandon. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to show just it. No. It. I'm just saying. But I'm with Jared. I'm with Jared on his understanding of PJ Tucker. Right. That every 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 fan of teams have that guy on your team that you like him because he's scrappy. He work hard. He really not the most talented. Right. Yeah. And PJ Tucker happened to be one of those people that you're like, you know, if he's on my team, I can respect him for yeah. what he's gonna bring. PJ reminds me of my, my Indian homie from high school who played power forward who was shorter than me in basketball on our freshman team. <laughs> Damn. But, Damn. Come but on, he, man. <laughs> He's shorter than you playing power forward so he could dribble at all. No, nah, dude. So he played he play like youth hoops. I, I didn't play basketball until I got to high school. I didn't play organized ball until I got to high school. You could oh. tell he had like the practice of playing youth hoops. And he was like, he was like, he's big. He's Indian dude. He's a big barrel chest. He's kind of like, you know, a uh, uh, wide body, but not tall. He was like my height. And he played power forward the way we needed somebody to play power forward. 
He would bang with dudes who are a foot taller than him. He wasn't afraid to foul hard. And fools would get frustrated. He would get in their head. He would foul them hard. He would push them in the back. He would do everything we needed him to do as an undersized power forward that was gonna that was willing to play the position. Shout out to VJ Das sponsorship. Come on our show. Shout out to your sister, your twin sister. She was she's dope too. Sandia sponsorship. Come on our show. But but like he would bang and like that's what PJ Tucker is. PJ Tucker was a dude who ended up being an NBA sized body, undersized for the positions they're asking him to play. But understanding that you want me to play this, I'm going to play this way because I'm undersized and I need to make an impact that transcends what my physical limitations are. And that's what PJ Tucker attempts to do. Is he good at it? Not really. Does he have the heart to do it and is he willing to do it? Yes. So therefore, I respect it. (laughs) Just all I said was... (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started on PJ Tucker! (laughs) 